Karg, start the show! <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderbrew Distillery here in Karanos Dunmoro. Dust off your favourite drinking mug, order a pint of Rhapsody Malt and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast with your hosts Cromley, Aloysius Karg and Kerncater. We'll bring you tools, tips, tales and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Welcome to Tavern Cast, um, August, week of August 22nd. I'm Karg. I'm Cromley. You're Aloysius. <laughs> you are still Aloysius. And you're Kerncater. And as you can tell, we've started the beer already. <laughs> hi, everybody. Yeah, hi. Oh, no, Eloy's off the show. I've decided. <laughs> Save you, Eloy. Save Eloy. You've gotten the laced male boot. The what? Because <laughs> those low-level boots, so... you know? You've gotten the boot. The, boot, the show's so ruined already. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we'll explain it to you later. All right, this week's uh, show is brought to you by our beer, which is Mendocino Brewing Company Summer Ale. Ale brewed with spices. Yay, Woo! beer. Cheers. Cheers. What do you guys think of this one? It's okay. It's all right. It's not as spicy as I thought it was when I picked it off the shelf. I think it's good. It's just real hoppy. Yeah. It's Herbally. not as spicy as I thought it would be. Yeah. No. Support the show by going to our website at www.taverncast.com and clicking on the support button. Uh, we accept PayPal donations, or if you're looking to buy the game, buy it through the uh, link on our site. The picture of the game box goes to Amazon, and we get a small percentage of that. Thanks for helping support us. We've got costs associated with equipment and bandwidth. And, and they're already being paid off, thanks and, to you guys. And all the help that we can get is good. And now you're gonna pay my college loan off, so keep yeah, now, on donating. Yes, now you have to pay pay off Karg's expensive fancy education. Also, want to thank the uh, don- donations that came in this week or this past week: uh, Ganymede, Vir Mortis, and uh, Benjamin from Germany, who I could not—he didn't have an account on the forum, so I couldn't find out what his game name was. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Guys, if you don't want us using your real name, um, make sure you tell us your your uh, game name when you donate. That's cool. We got donation from Germany. Is that like in Deutschmarks or is that it in converts euros? It converts it. It converts it to dollars. So. That's cool. Yep. I don't even know what it's they use over there. It's in Barabons. <laughs> the German Barabons. Nice. Yeah, which would be really sweet. <clears throat> nice. It's in gold bars. <laughs> Send me a German chick. <laughs> that would be a hefty donation, dude. <laughs> For a, a good, frau? For a good cause. You want a house frau? <laughs> <laughs> frau Karg. <laughs> he would be Meister Karg. Meister Karg and Frau Karg. No, he'd be Hair Karg. Hair Karg. Hair Karg. Hair Karg. Yeah. Moving along. <laughs> Podcasting to all of Azeroth. This is World of Warcast, and I'm Starman. I'm Cromley. No, 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 I'm you're Lindian. Oh, yeah, I'm Lindian. Yeah, I'm Lindian. You're Lindian and, too. And I'm Lindian <laughs> underscore zero zero one. You're, okay, great. All right, so listen up, guys. On World of Warcast this week, we're going to be talking about. What the hell are you guys doing in our studio? What the hell are these guys? <laughs> We're all these freaking animal crackers. What's with the beer? Beer. Beer. 
<laughs> podcasting to all of Azeroth. This is Taverncast, <laughs> episode six: Revenge of Taverncast. I'm Aloysius, and I'm Cromley. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Who else? Cheers! Oh, this this has got to be one of the most fun, most <laughs> unorganized episodes we've ever done. <laughs> Welcome to Taverncast. Welcome to, <laughs> Welcome to Taverncast. <laughs> hey, big thanks to uh, Starman and Lindian uh, for having us on their comeback show this week. Uh, www.worldofwarcast.com. Uh, it was fun, guys. If, if you guys haven't uh, heard the show yet, anyone listening to our cast... Go over to his website and download his most recent show, and Taverncast is guest this time on their show. And they're a cool couple of guys to work with. We enjoyed it. I only got to talk to him for a couple of minutes, but they seemed like nice guys. Yeah, Kern Katir was busy watching Sci-Fi Friday and couldn't couldn't come record the couldn't, show that night. Yeah, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't put, you know, Priorities. sacrifice herself for <laughs> Well, I'm a cast. Stargate and Battlestar Galactica freak, so I, I have priorities. I wait all week to watch my television show. I even leave the game to watch my television. Galactic, Galactica Pawns Tavern Cast. Uh, I, guess, <laughs> I guess it did on Friday night. It was pretty Friday good. Friday nights it does. It does. Um, a program note, to make room for a couple of special featured segments this time around, our usual level up and MMO slang terms of the week segment, as well as the dark corner, will all return next week. So look forward to those things next week. We had to free up some room. and yeah, This is a special Tavern Cast. Oh, it's special, all right. This is special. Oh, it will be special. So what have you guys been doing this week? Oh, killing Horde. Yeah? Where were you at? All Track Valley, as usual. It's <laughs> pretty much all I do is All Track Valley or play alts. So I got up to the uh, Revered. Did you get your weapons yet? You got want? my weapons. Spent about 60 gold on all that. What were those weapons? Um, they're in the forums. I think it was the Electrified Dagger and the Stormpike Hammer. Oh, and yeah, those looked really wicked. They're pretty good. Those were they cool. make you look cool, almost cool. I'm cooler than, you know, some warlock. <laughs> I've got the Stormstrike hammer, too, so I'm cool, too. Now, you guys spend a lot of time in the battlegrounds. Is that because there really isn't much else to do when you're 60? No, actually, it just depends on what you like. I mean, if you like doing the high-end instances, which I don't particularly care for, you then there's, there. there's a lot of those, and you could go molten core till you die, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. Have they had any more talk about um, raising the level cap? I haven't heard anything. Mm-hmm. I imagine there'll be an expansion back. Then we don't know what they. All we know is that Blizzard is developing a uh, an expansion. We don't know when it's supposed I'm to come sure out. they are. You know what? A cool, I, I bet you cool, won't be before Christmas though. A new cool MMO would be EQ meets Warcraft. I think they should so have a special lame. battleground where we fight EQ people. Yeah, that would be awesome. Wow. See, to me, EQ. EverQuest was always like the ugly stepchild of MMOs. Every time I saw it, I thought it was lame when it was first playing, and I played EQ2 for a little while, and it sucked. I thought. Well, you didn't focus enough. You weren't immersed into the world. That's because there was no world to immerse into. The art sucked. The world looked sucky. The quest sucked. The design sucked. Tell us how you really feel, Eloy. It sucks, Ord. It's so hard to get Eloy <laughs> to talk about things. Just come right out and say how you feel. Don't hold back at all. Oh, wow, Pawn's EQ. There you go. What'd you do this week, Karg? I actually didn't do much until... Today, this morning, I went into Scarlet Monastery. Yeah, I saw you find you got through Scarlet Monastery as a level sixty. Did By you... myself. Wow. Thank you, thank you. That was a golf clap, by the way. And I take it however he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I went in there just for fun because I was bored. 
didn't have enough time to do really any instances. So I went in there and I tried, well, first I went to the easy part, which is the left instance when you first get there. Yeah, graveyard. Yeah, the graveyard. That was easy. It took me yep. about, you know, 30 minutes or so. And then I had to go to the right side, which I had to kill. Well, I killed the Beastmaster for fun, which was actually quite a challenge because the guy yeah, had three dogs with he's him. He's pretty tough, even at 60. Yeah, because he had three dogs with him. So I managed to do it. And then You're I so had Uber. to. I know, I am just so lead. We're all It's amazing how hard it is to actually solo that place. And not, not hard. I wouldn't say it's hard, but it is definitely a challenge. It's not like you can just waltz through yeah, it. You have to be careful. Yeah. I haven't been to Scarlet Monster yet on any of my characters, so I don't know. It's probably my favorite set of anything. instances, I would say. You I have like a, quite a variety in that place. Yeah. What's yeah. the level range? I would say 35 yeah. to 45. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what the meeting stones has. Because yeah. mm -hmm. the, um, the mobs in there are about level 30 some to high 30s but that yeah. doesn't mean that at a level 45 you can show up by yourself no 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 they're like level 40 elites you're not gonna wanna yeah. so I ended up killing the <clears throat> Arcanist Dome Dome and that was fun that was easy actually I just sent my pet in and I was walking around the library taking screenshots and I'll post <laughs> a few actually the last time I went in and did that thing solo I killed all the guys in there and then I probably spent like 30 minutes reading all the books in the library so I had never done it before. Yeah, so <laughs> you, know? you know, you get to so. look at some cool stuff in there and so I went in there and I visited Herod. Herod's tough. Herod and killed me last time. Oh I went he in was there. he was mean today. He yelled at me. Did he yell at you? Yeah. Did he hurt your feelings? Blazing light <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. So I ran. <laughs> Probably a minute into the battle, he started coming after me and I just turned around and tanked him. I almost died. With with your dagger? Well, no, with my staff. Oh. And you kicked him in the shins. And yeah. I, bit know, his kneecap. Bit his crotch. <laughs> I put no, salt in first. Story. I gotta put salt for taste. Oh, <laughs> I need another beer before this goes any farther. Yeah, let's just stop that line. Uh, commenting. The thing that I forgot after been so long was that after Herod dies... There are about four, 30, maybe 20, 20 or 30 helpers that run down from yeah. the steps. Yeah. Oh, nice. And yeah. come after you. I mean, they're really low levels. <clears throat> yeah, but if you don't they're have like all the students or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I had I had a lot of mana, but I had no health. Is it just me or were all those helpers, the, the students, whatever, they were all girls, weren't they? Weren't no, they all women? So. No. no? Herod swings both ways. Oh. <laughs> I mean, his staff. His staff. Or his weapon. Forehand and backhand. <laughs> How about you, Karn? I spent a lot of time with my guild this week. I got one, two, three, four levels this week. Cool. I was pretty excited. Um, we did. I did my so first. So you're what? Twenty. I'm twenty-two now. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm level twenty-two now. Uh, my guild ran me through the dead mines, which I'd never been there before, and we got all the way through, and we get up to the top of the dead mines. And for those of you who haven't done the dead mines yet, you go through an underground, a whole bunch of underground caverns, and you get to a a ship that's in a big cavern. Ah, don't be telling the plot twist. Why not? 
Because what if people don't know there's a ship in there, and now they know there's a ship in there, and they know what the ship's going to do, and you've ruined the whole plot. I don't know what the ship's going to do. The whole game has been ruined for the newbies because you've told them there's a ship in the caves that goes out to try to take on Stormwind with big cannons and blow the city up, and Van Cleef is responsible for the Defias. Oh, you didn't say that, did you? No, I didn't. Oh. Thanks, Eli. Sorry. So anyway, so I get to the top of this huge ship, which was really a lot of fun. And Van Cleef is up there that you're supposed to kill. And I didn't realize this. And so we kill the first, the captain. And one of the captain's helpers had died right in front of this little boathouse. And so I went over to loot, not thinking anything of it. Nobody told me there was somebody else you had to kill. So I go to bed down, all of a sudden, bam, I'm getting my ass handed to me. (laughs) And, I mean, we all just wiped right there on the top because somebody else. Like, thanks, drink it there. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I just, I kind of looked out of the corner. I was looking out of the corner of my screen. I see this thing moving, and I'm thinking, oh, crap. That's That's bad. I'm not supposed to be On a roleplay server, how do you roleplay when the party wipes? That's what they did. Yeah. Oh. Slash cry. They role played the party dying at Van Cleef. Oh well. No, it was it was a lot of oh crap and I'm sorry and I wasn't supposed to do that, was I? Role play <laughs> goes out the window when the party wipes. Well we didn't we didn't our party wasn't in character. Oh. So it wasn't a big deal. And then last night I was up till two o'clock in the morning finishing Black Fathom Depths. That was fun. You guys, I actually, you guys actually play till two in the morning? Yeah. Wow. We need to go back to last week's episode and like intervene in Kern Katera's play style. <laughs> Stop, Kern Katera, no! No, well, it was no really, more playing for you! It was really quite funny because one of the warlocks actually fell asleep at the keyboard. <laughs> well, he got a pet. He got, he got down to like, his, his blueberry got down to like no health, and he goes, oh crap, sorry, I just fell asleep. And he just he, he came back. To the so there you go, a new acronym: S A K, sleeping at keyboard. Right. S O K, sleeping on keyboard. Yeah. And then it's W W W. Well, I spent another week um, primarily playing the my RP character on Scarlet Crusade, and been really enjoying it. It's like the game starting over again. I took up fishing and cooking this week, of all things. I'd never really tried it, either one of them before, and got both of them up to 150 and found out that cooking has its values at the higher levels. It gives all kinds of nice buffs, um, depending on the food you can make. And fishing is actually kind of cool, too. I've learned that uh, you can sell practically everything you fish out, even the low-level fish, because I guess people are looking to buy them for skill-ups or something. So mm-hmm. now I found yet another way to make money is <laughs> just to sell fish that I that I catch. So. Could I send me 200 gold? <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that what your new hobby is? Your new profession? Begging? You should go to Goldshire with all the lobies and beg as a level 60. <laughs> <laughs> I could go like without my robe and my gear and say, I lost everything in my house fire. <laughs> <laughs> my horse went up in flames. Can you help me? My horse. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, there's time for the news. The news. Only two news items this week, really. One is that Blizzard is uh, talking about in the next patch, 1.7, releasing something called the Dressing Room. And the Dressing Room essentially is where you can pre-outfit your character in uh, in the armor and stuff in the world that you see either on other players or on the auction house or LinkedIn chat. You can see what your character would look like wearing that armor. So it prevents situations where you've maybe got a choice to make between armor with plus 12 stamina or armor with plus 13 stamina so it's kind of a wash either way and you don't know what either one of them looks like so maybe the plus 
13 stamina item is bright pink, but the plus 12 stamina is like... Only if you're a paladin, Are you speaking right? from experience, Aloysius? No, no, why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, though, so it allows you to see what the stuff looks like on you, and, you know... I don't, I don't know if I like it. It's, it's, it's making this game like a Barbie doll game. Oh, we no. thought you'd like it. Here we go. Oh, no. Yeah, now, see... I like it, Karg, but not because of the Barbie doll aspect of it, but because I don't like looking like Paladin Bright. Which Why'd I always end up Paladin? looking like Paladin Bright. My armor is destiny. multicolored. That's your destiny. That's your destiny. You're a how, many, how many items will you be allowed to take into the dressing room at one time? No, you don't take them in with you. You just link. That was a joke. No, that's funny, man. I mean, <laughs> hey, here, have some animal crack. Drink up. Yeah, we still have them. We're working through the big beast of a container that yeah, we had we'll, last Yeah, we'll have week. to buy another ton of them. Before we get soon. too far, I'm going to go get some more beer. What's that one? I'll take one. I'll okay. take one. Go um, on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the beer maid. I'm going to get your ales. She's going to get our what? Well. Oh, she just brought the rest of the six pack. That's a good move. Oh, but do you have an opener? I do. Excellent. I brought it with me. Oh, you can open it with the bottle. Here, open that. I say, we're going to have Card do it with his teeth. He's so used to biting crotches. So, Kern Katera <laughs> 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 oh, so just introduced <laughs> a uh, secondary beer selection this week, which I guess we're going to have to uh, introduce now. Now, I'll warn you, this one has a high alcohol content, just like last week's. So, so this one is... In the interest uh, of editing. <laughs> yeah, Montreal's uh, brewing company, Unibrew. Uh, I think it's Unibrow. Unibrow. I like Unibrow. That sounds better. <laughs> okay, Unibrow. For those of you out there that um, have one. Trois Pistoles. Well, I can't put it And it's got, a, it's got a, uh, a cork top to it. just don't want to. It's going to spray all over the place. Nice. Salud. It's good for you. It sounds so nice pouring into the... Get that head. <laughs> I'm a professional. I'm gonna go there. <laughs> the other part of the news is uh, the that news. the news is that uh, the Upper Deck Company that makes a bunch of baseball cards and Magic the Gathering and stuff like that is putting out next year sometime World of Warcraft trading cards. Oh, cool! Um, it'll be a collectible card game like Magic the Gathering. I don't know if it'll be cool or not, but... I wonder how hard it'll be to get the uh, Paladin Bright card. <laughs> <laughs> so, boy, exciting news items. I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah, last week, after last, week, last week's news, we're short this People week. are like, yeah, great, playing yeah, cards playing cards. Barbie dress do. up. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Give us better news, Blizzard, please. Hey everybody, so today I'm going to talk a little, do a little bit of talking about women in World of Warcraft, the gamer chicks. Who apparently are, are out there. Well, there are, there are quite a few of us. Um, I've done a lot of... Aloys. And they're coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about the women in the World of Warcraft? What do you guys think about women playing the game? What context do you mean, what do we think about it? Well, let's say that you have, you guys are, and I want you to try to be as completely... Frank with me as you can. Like you're in Iron Forge, you're getting a group together to go to Zulfarak or wherever, and you have one space left. And in front of you, standing in front of you, there is a human male avatar and a female knight 
elf avatar. Do you care? They're both rogues. They both the have same the same level? stuff. They're the same level. Does it matter? What's your instinct? Doesn't matter. What's it depends. Your... I mean, I think what it would depend on is their names, for one thing. Okay. So yeah. if human night elf chick, or human, human night elf chick. <laughs> if the night elf chick is like hot babe 42 or something. No, then you know it's a guy. Yeah, and just, but, or even if the guy's name is like super ganker. I'm not taking him either, mm-hmm. so. Okay. And by the way, the whore guy named Ganker, I enjoyed ganking you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But do support all podcasts. So that's what, that's what Cromley, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Cromley thought. What about you guys? I don't, well, I guess I'd pretty much echo what Cromley said then. I never thought about that. I mean, other, thing, but if other, everything's really equal, care. I don't know, maybe make them roll off to a random for it. I think it's so difficult to tell who's actually a guy or a girl in real life playing the game that it wouldn't matter anyways. No, but no, even no. if you could tell. No, no, I'm talking about... Avatar image? Just Avatar, equal equal, equal levels, equal characters. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Really? I don't think I would. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't care. I, I would go for whoever responded first. Mm-hmm. You know, first come, first serve. I don't care if you're a guy or a girl, because the or reason for, for the group is yeah. for me to, you know get my item or quest or what you know right. whatever I want to do. I don't know. I feel like I've got maybe I've just got more of a bias than other people. Let's say I'm I'm standing in and I'm role playing with people and there's a female dwarf, a female night elf, a female human. Well, my character is a female night elf, so I'll feel more comfortable talking with a night elf. It's kind of like I don't know if you guys ever heard the story about on the set of the world of the movie Planet of the Apes. Once everyone was up in their makeup at when it came time to break for meals and stuff, the orangutans would go together, the chimpanzees would go together, the gorillas would go They'd together. They artificially segregate themselves. They artificially the segregate themselves, but they didn't do it because they were friends with those people. It's just that they all looked alike, so they all kind of went together with what they what they saw. It was a really interesting. Get your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> really interesting sociological. But are you doing that because you're role playing on your server, or because? No, I think it's because it's what I feel comfortable with. It's kind of like when you're when you're choosing a character. I was looking at all the different kind of faces you can put on the dwarf women, and God, some of those are just horrible. I mean, I wouldn't want to look at that all the time, and I can't imagine wanting to like have a conversation with. Them. I don't know. <laughs> 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 wow. My, my 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 point is 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 that I'm dwarf. Night elves really are that elitist. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to be honest about my bias. That there are some things that some reasons that I choose different things over another, and I'm sure that there are other people that do the same thing. But I'd have to imagine that exists because people segregate themselves based on all different kinds of. I guess to some um, extent, I have a gut reaction against warlocks and rogues. I mean, look in the in the game in the game I play. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true though. I mean, in the game I play, you know, a paladin, a priest, or a mage. The mage is the only one that, to me, would be even close to like ethically not a do-gooder type of person but bottom line to me they're all like do-gooder very good very ethically pure people whereas very I, that's how i play my rogue <laughs> yeah but the rogue and the warlock seem to me to be very you know motivated by darker things no, or we, by we trickery very, or no, subtlety no, no, no. or we are very motivated by world peace yes <laughs> we are peace loving people bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Well, this also this kind of leads me into the next part of this, which is the with the avatars. Look at the way that Blizzard has marketed women with the avatars, and I'm not I'm not a with feminazi the actual character or anything. I'm design. You mean character design? Look at look at the way like for example the night elf woman addressed. Everything is glued on. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, how and do we dance? The higher the level, the skimpier the 
armor. <laughs> How do we dance? We dance like strippers on a pole. You look at the men, the men who are who are dressed, and they're dressed in like regular clothing. There's no six pack for yeah. women to look at. There's no you know tight buns for women to look at. It's all completely geared towards men. So I just think that's a little fascinating that that's that. That brings me to... It's probably their advertising execs and, work, and marketing people. It work. is, but these kind of images are harmful to those of us women that play the game because think about, you've got younger kids that are playing the game. What's their first experience with seeing images of women? I mean, a lot of kids yeah. when they were younger, they saw porno mags, you saw porno movies, you saw rated R films, and what is it? Women are sex objects, and women are this and women are that. And now they go to this game where women dance like strippers and wear these tight clothes, and that's what they're going to expect when they get older. Okay, so how do you... Not to not to disagree with the, that statement, but no. how do you equate things like the dwarves and the Torin women and the well, orc women? Well, it'd be awful hard and, to make Torin and orc women that weren't. True. Now I happen to think <laughs> that the troll women are reasonably designed attractive. I think they're all right, but the re- and, into some weird fetishes then. Yeah. <laughs> some of the undead women look all right. That I think. If you like I'll just them. I'll be over here. <laughs> Drink up, Eli. For the rest of the segment. <laughs> Send your hate mail to. <laughs> that kind of that kind of goes right along with what I'm talking about. Is that it's all created to be aesthetically pleasing. I take for example Tomb Raider with Lara Croft. She's got huge oh, boobs, God, yeah. no waist at all, and she's got this strength of a lion. And it's going to make any woman who decides to want to play that feel inadequate because all these men are saying, "Well, this is the op- the perfect looking woman. This is the perfect woman who can do all this stuff," and nobody can live up to that. Anybody who's got boobs that size and a waist that small, they're either enhanced or they've got cookies in their bra. I mean, that's just the way that it works. But yeah, the character model is unrealistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's really nothing new. It's just sex sells, and Laura Croft is probably the first game to really really take advantage of that. And the rest just jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, but I think yeah. that might be a reason why you don't hear so much from the women in World of Warcraft, oh, yeah, because sure. a lot of it is is so geared towards men. We just want to be in there. We want to play. We don't want to sit there and have to deal with all the sexist bullshit, yeah. you know? Anyway, to get to kind of go on to that, I found some really interesting statistics regarding women in the game. Wait, wait, wait. Do women then find, in your opinion, if a guy gets a certain set of armor and it, it looks full armor to them, like it's a full chest plate and full leg plates or whatever, and then the, the girls get that same set of armor and suddenly it's like a pair of like metal um, <laughs> stockings yeah. and a metal bustier. Yeah. So they clearly find that offensive, right? I, would I, I can only would. speak for myself, and I find that really offensive. And I'm not like this uber feminazi. I'm really not. I just find that, you know, if you're going to put some armor on, put some armor on. I mean, my God, look at the stuff back in the, back in England or whatever. I mean, you actually just, you didn't, they didn't make special armor. Yeah, well, armor's going to have to cover you to be effective. Exactly. That's just how the world works. You're not going to be able to find 36 double C armor to be able to fit you properly. It's going to be, you know, leather straps and stuff to put it on there. That's going to be about it. And Joan of Arc probably wasn't wearing a metal swimsuit. <laughs> that would be cool. Or friends! <laughs> Until Hollywood gets a hold of it. Exactly. Something interesting that I saw read in some of the stuff was that um, how women are marketed to in video games are made, they're given the Barbie video games when they're, when they're smaller. You know, let's dress up Barbie, let's make the let's make house, let's do this, let's do that, let's do the Easy Bake Oven. I mean, God, how boring is the Easy Bake Oven? You sit there for 20 minutes waiting for this. It's hard and brownie to come out. It's gotta be about as exciting as fishing in World of Warcraft. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we want to blow stuff up. We want to solve puzzles and quests and kill things. We don't want the relationship expansion pack of The Sims. You know, that's not what a lot of the gamer chicks. But are do some girls? I mean, from a oh, guy's sure. perspective, I think many guys probably think that's what women gamers are into. 
I'm at sure least some of them must. I mean. Oh yeah, I'm not saying this, that every woman popular. out there wants to go out and be the best at, you know, Unreal Tournament 2004. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, is that the stereotype that women want to not to play games like Half-Life 2 or World of Warcraft or EverQuest is completely not true. Incorrect. Completely false. The top five selling games for 2004, this is across the, the spectrum, were number one was Sims 2, number two was Doom 3, number three was World of Warcraft, number four was Half-Life 2, and number five was the Sims 2 Special Edition. Now, keep in mind, this was the end of 2004, so World lots of Warcraft of had but yeah, yeah. lots of Sims. Um, I'm surprised Doom is above Half-Life, but go ahead. Yeah. Like this article that I had here, it talked about online gamers. It said 56% of online gamers are male and 44% are female. Now, wow. you have to keep in mind that this, when I say online games, it also takes into account like Yahoo games, like uh, Solitaire, games. Okay. and stuff like your mom plays, Eloy. So it's not like... <laughs> <laughs> Massively multiplayer <laughs> Solitaire. Yeah! That's not to say anything bad about you, Mom. Right, right. No, I mom, love you and I'll be there Sunday for dinner. We love you, Mom. My mom loves all the listeners of Tavern Cast. Yeah, she does. Mine does too. Mm-mm. Mine does more. My mom's better than your mom. <laughs> There's a website called The Daedalus Project. Um, it's a guy who's getting his PhD specifically in understanding how MMOs work, the demographics of the players, the demographics of the characters, the interrelationships, the classes, professions, etc., and so forth. According to this, he said from the survey data, the average age of the World of Warcraft player is 28.3. Um, but 84% of players are male and 16% are female. That's just from the... Seems about right. Yeah, I would think so. I don't know. I think it's got to be higher than that. It might be higher on the RP server. Come on, girl, stop playing. Because, I mean, think about our our guild, right? I don't think we've ever had a female. Well, other than current. We've had three. Went on to talk about, and I'm not going to bore you with all all the statistics here, but there was this whole section on World of Warcraft gender bending, meaning men that play female avatars and females that play male avatars. Out of the pool of about a thousand players, it says in World of Warcraft, men are about seven to eight times as likely to gender bend than women. In other words, about one out of every two female characters is played by a man, and one out of every 100 male characters is played by a woman. Hmm. Hmm. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you're going to hear the, I think the thing you hear most guys always saying if you read forums or whatever is that, well, if I've got to play a character all day I long, I'd rather look at a female <laughs> right, right. than a, yeah. Well, I'm not he, sure that I buy that 100%. Well, but according to the according to the um, the data that he had here, he said the two primary reasons why players play the opposite gender is to be able to be more stylish or to optimize their character via gifts having to do with the female can do something different or there's more agility or intelligence or so on and so forth. So there's a lot of women out there that play games, and there's a lot of reason why they do, and I think that until the entertainment industry gets the clue that women don't want to play Barbie, they want to go out there and shoot stuff and relieve stress, just like everybody else yeah. says. I think it would be interesting if they had, if they gave, maybe they did, and you saw it, but statistics based on the game. So like, what are the percentage of women who play World of Warcraft versus Half-Life versus Doom versus Sims? Hmm. I would bet you that Warcraft and Sims are going to be higher female Although you never know, but you I never know. Agree. Yeah, that that would be my. But see, that could be a stereotype too. That maybe yeah, we exactly. think that because. But that's why it'd be interesting to see what they, yeah. if they even do that. I'm sure the marketing people of these companies must. So, Kern, why do you think girls are into Warcraft? And out of the girls that you've known that you know are real live gamer chicks, why are they playing? Why do they like it? They like it for the same reasons we do. I think so. Yeah, 
me personally, I like the story. I like the interaction. I like going out there and killing stuff. It's a visually very compelling game. Very aesthetically pleasing. I like the music. Okay, now wait. Card, why do you play the game? Give a full answer as to why you like playing the game as a guy who's, I would say, more typical of like a hardcore player. Just because it's an MMO and the accomplishment, the, the, the ability to level up to the maximum level and then start seeing the end game, which you guys laughed about. <laughs> there is end game now! So, so it it's, it's the sense but we're of all there too. <laughs> but it's a sense of accomplishment, it's a sense of being yeah. able to, 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 to get that accomplishment and to be able to achieve things and move forward very quickly with, without a whole ton of effort. Yeah. Why, why are you playing Crowley? What would be your reasons for liking the game? I don't know. I, that's why I was just thinking about when Carter was talking. Is that I don't know why I, I, for example, like an MMO better than just a normal single player RPG. The only difference really is your interaction with other players, which can be pretty, <laughs> it can be a little frustrating. So yeah, I, I don't know why it is. I mean, I like the whole leveling up and getting new talents and powers and using them and and the tactics involved and you know approaching to problem solving of the, you know how do you take on this mob in this instance and that kind of thing. Okay, now that's what I've always liked. So go from what Cargan Cromley just said, which seems to be very, correct me if I'm wrong, but achievement based, essentially. You guys yeah. are looking to try to improve your character and your yeah, items. Yeah, I really only care about bonuses. Now, and what are you? And you were saying, would you say, Kern Kadera, that your achievement is important to you, or was it more important to you to have? Achievement isn't that important to me personally. I like being able to, when I level up, when I get that big yellow thing and I get a new talent point, I mean, yeah, that feels great. Don't get me wrong. But that isn't what I'm in there to do. I'm in there to see what the instance is. I'm in there to be able to kill that monster on my own and go, okay, I've got a better understanding of how to use my different spells. I'm... You know, as a role player, I'm in there to go to a new part of the world and say, oh, look, I'm here at the such and forth, and I read about this, and this is really neat, so I can kind of put that together. I'm here to see, when I walk from Ashenvale into Fellwood, to see the difference in the world and it has something new to explore. That's me personally. I can't speak for all the other women out there. Well, here's but... something interesting then. Having listened to all three of you guys, and we were talking about the difference between guys and girls, mm -hmm. potentially, right? You guys sort of seem to like Karg and Cromley. You guys were reasonably alike, but not totally. I didn't say what I what I thought about the game or why I played it, but I play it more for reasons that Kern Katera plays it than what you guys do. Although I do dig getting new items. I think it's I, for everyone. I think it's, it's a mixture. Yeah. Of all. So it's, it's, I wonder. It's a sense of achievement at different levels. But I wonder if it has less to do if if there really is that much of a great gulf divide between women gamers and men is. gamers, or if each individual person comes to the game with different yeah. ideas about it, and it has less to do with your sexuality than it does just your personal interests. Now, well, here's the thing, though. MMOs are created so that you can live vicariously through your character. Mm -hmm. And whether you're a guy, female, or male, in real life, achieving something is, is the basic human need. It's just a sense of achievement. Yeah. So whether you're achieving in in current situation where she she goes to new places or she's able to kill something by herself using her new skills, that's an achievement accomplishment in that sense. Whereas in Cromley's or my uh, level of gameplay, our achievement is to be able to, you know, either go into a raid instance and kill a big dragon. So in both instances you're accomplishing something and you're achieving something that you will not otherwise achieve in real life. 
I bet you that tends to be true for most players. You know, it doesn't matter in what country you are or what MMO you're playing. You know, the ultimate goal is to have the most stuff and the best stuff. Interesting points of view, guys. I really appreciate your honest thoughts about that. Let me know what you think about this. Gamer guys, gamer chicks, send uh, send your responses up to the forum and we'll see what you have to say. I'd love to hear some more from the gamer chicks out there. I know there are a few of us on the forums, but if you're out there, make your presence known. Let's hear what you have to say. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about this at a later date once we get some feedback. So we're going to do a, a multi-show spanning topic now, uh, part one, I guess, which is uh, we're going to talk about the Ultrac Valley Battlegrounds. And uh, this should be of interest to anyone who's approaching level 50. I think you can, can't join until you're at least either 50 51. or 51. 51. Okay, 51. Yep. And uh, it's something that as level 60s, I think Deloisius and I at least really enjoy. I don't know about Karg. You, you've played it once, right? I did it once. I liked it. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. And for me, at least, it's a heck of a lot more fun than doing Molten Core over and over again. Or any of the, the big long instances. So this week we're just going to give an overview of what the Alterac Valley is and what it's all about. The first few times that, that I played in Alterac Valley, probably the first three times or so, were like maybe some of the most <laughs> epic, cool moments in the game for me, period. Yeah. I mean, because the, the first time I played it was just a great group and they had a, a back and forth fight against the Horde that lasted about three hours and we finally won at the end. The second time I played, we lost, but it was so desperate of a fight at the end trying to prevent the loss that it became like this larger-than-life experience. And then the third time, they got us to with an inch of losing, and we were able to drive them all the way back to their side within the course of an hour with some really good coordination, and it ended up being really good. Now, subsequent experiences have been less, but, uh, you know, that's yeah. just, I think, a, a, a recommendation for everybody who hasn't tried it to yeah, at, least at least give play it a, it a shot. few times. It is really, really cool. And it can be, I mean, we'll get into this more, but depending on the group that you're in when you go in, it can be a little good or bad. And we'll sure. talk about the problems with it later, and hopefully Blizzard will work on fixing some of those. Basically, the goal of the Alterac Valley is to kill the enemy general. The entire layout of the valley is basically a north-south instance with the alliance up at the north and the horde down in the south. Each side has its own, like, castle, defended by towers. And there's multiple graveyards, uh, I think six maybe, or eight? I think there's a total of three for each side, I believe. Or either three for each side and one plus in the center. Plus the huts. Yeah, 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 plus the... So I think there's eight total. Yeah. Plus you can also spawn at the very beginning of the instance if you've lost all your graveyards. But at yeah. that point, the game's almost over. But anyways, so a lot of the fighting revolves around the graveyards. And what the graveyards are is whenever you get killed in this instance... And it's all PvP, so you get killed a lot. Uh, you can resurrect it at the nearest graveyard, and there's no damage. You don't no have any of the damages, no penalties like in normal World of Warcraft. And that, of course, is huge, because otherwise it'd be too expensive to play. So, And you can capture these graveyards. So a lot of the fighting revolves around capturing graveyards, 
and trying to get ever closer to the enemy's capital. And so that you guys base. understand, when you capture a graveyard, you cap the, the flag on the graveyard. It's sort of like a capture the flag type thing. So once you cap the graveyard with your flag, you prevent the opponent from getting access to yeah, resing at the graveyard that. anymore. So you push them back a fair distance. I mean, it's similar to, to, if you've played first-person shooters, it's similar to games like that, where you have to capture points. Um, and then there's also fortresses and towers, which are defensive points uh, with NPCs who will fight back. The graveyards also have guard NPCs, and there's also wandering guards. But the fortresses have a lot of bowmen that can cause a lot of damage um, as you approach them. So taking and destroying those fortresses and towers is also an important part of the game. And taking those fortresses and towers also eliminate points where you can turn in quests. Well, and, and also, to some extent, they're a safe place where you can run if you're if you're hurt. Although, as a rogue, if I'm hurt, I'm usually dead <laughs> pretty soon thereafter. <laughs> so, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the quests, now that we've given a general overview of what's involved with the game. Both sides have quests involved to get out their cavalry, which are NPC elite. I think they're like level 61 elites or something, who will join the fight and can be a real... Uh, asset if you can get yours out. Yeah, the Alliance rides rams and the Horde uh, rides wolves. Yep. And so for the Alliance, since we all play Alliance, um, that quest involves capturing rams, which you do by running up to them and uh, right-clicking on a uh, collar that you have in your inventory. It's a quest. That you it's get. a quest, yeah. And then you bring it back and once you have 25 rams and 25 wolf hides, which is the other quest involved with getting the ram, the cavalry out, um, the cavalry come out. And the wolf hides, you have to go down to the horde territory. So this is a this is really a good quest for rogues. Uh, sneak down there and kill wolves and get as many hides as you can and come back and turn them in. And once you have 25 of each, the cavalry come out. Do the horde have a similar Yep, the horde have a similar one to... where they have to capture ram hides. They have to kill rams and bring the hides and bring back. In, and bring in wolves. So another quest that you can do is armor scraps. Every time you kill an enemy player or even an enemy NPC and you loot their body, you'll get a number of items, one of which is armor scraps. And when you have 20 of them, you can turn them in at a blacksmith, I believe, in your base. And that will give you a uh, buff to your armor of 10%. But it will also, once enough are turned in, it will upgrade all your friendly NPC units, which is obviously pretty helpful. So it gives them an upgrade to hit points and armor points and etc. It makes them elite units, essentially. Yeah. Um, it's very similar, actually, to the way uh, the Warcraft games worked, if you think about it. The RPGs, like Warcraft 3. You would build yeah, the blacksmith, yeah, you would upgrade your, and then you would yeah. keep upgrading the blacksmith to improve your troops. And mm -hmm. Essentially, it's, it's, it's kind, kind of the of same, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a number of items that you get when you kill enemy players and uh, NPCs. Um, so each race, actually. Each race has a specific, specific item. Um, since we play allied, you know, we get horde items, which are like troll blood and orc teeth. Forsaken Hearts. Forsaken Hearts. And Torn Hooves. Yes. And you turn all of these in, and they all give you bonuses to your reputation, which is a good thing, and you get rewards. We'll talk reward about rewards next week, but you want to get that reputation up. Another item that drops off of um, enemy players, enemy uh, NPCs, are Storm Crystals. You turn those in, uh, to, at least this is for the Alliance only. I don't know what the Horde get. It's probably something similar. In the Alliance case, you turn these into your Druids back in your base, and they can summon this huge Treant basically. Yeah. Named Ivis. Skull. I don't even know what level he is. Named Ivis. And he just... <laughs> That's just a tricky game. Sorry. What? <laughs> Drink up, card. Card speaks. On um, the Horde side, they get a... Uh, I know what comes out. Ice giant? 
It's an ice yeah, giant. They get isn't this it? nasty ice giant. Yeah. So I would imagine it's the same kind of thing. Whatever it's they're probably collecting, ice crystals or something. Yeah. yeah. Please, if you're a horde player that don't has turn them in. Run these battlegrounds. Just destroy them. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> exactly. No, let us know what they are, and then I, we'll make sure to list what the horde quests are and, and go over them in some detail based on what yeah. you tell us. The next thing that you can do is capturing mines. And this is actually a quest you can get outside of the ba- at, at the entrance to the instance, outside of the battleground. You capture the mine by going in, fighting all the guards, and fighting a uh, an elite boss in there. I don't remember what his name is. Uh, some kind of like taskmaster, something or other. There's two mines you can get. There's the Iron Deep mines and the Cold Cold Tooth mines. Oh, and the Cold Tooth is the Cold the Tooth troll is the one, one in Horde territory that you oh, have to okay. go clear out. But it returns uh, better. See, money I think there's only two rotation. mines total. One in Horde territory, or one by the Horde base, and that might not be Horde territory, and one in Alliance territory. So anyways, once the mine has been captured by killing the, the boss, the NPC boss that's in there, then you can round up um, supplies that are in there and turn them in at your base for nice bonuses. Not no? sure. It's primarily reputation, I think. Okay. Obviously, capturing graveyards is another quest. You can pick this quest up outside at the entrance, and uh, it's very important to capture graveyards. Um, same thing with capturing, destroying towers, and obviously killing the general. And there's also sub sub NPCs that you have quests to kill, yes. uh, captains and etc. Yeah, lieutenants and stuff, who basically head the different towers, I believe, for the most part. Pretty much, if you're in battlegrounds long enough and you're in a raid group, you'll complete most of the capture a tower, capture a yeah, because if anyone on your raid does it, you'll get the credit you win for it. it. Yep. So. Um, there's another quest that both sides have access to, which is killing Korak. At least I assume both sides can. Korak the Blood Rager. Korak yep. the Blood Rager. He's an elite... Huge uh, troll. Tough. Is he a troll? I just he's, figured he was he's just one of those giant troll, monster. giant troll, yeah. uber guys that are in uh, Sunken Temple, basically. But he's a bigger one, bigger okay. version of that. And he he uh, spawns. I think it. Now correct me if I'm wrong. I think he spawns after two hours, after the instance has been going for two hours. He spawns in the middle. So basically, what it means is no one's going to be able to fight him unless they've almost won the instance. Yeah. And they okay. can afford to not. Like, for example, if, if you have the horde all bottled up and they can't get out. You can run down and kill Korak real quick, but it's not something you can do with a group of five people. You're gonna need no. ten or fifteen to do it because he's he's pretty nasty. Yeah, he, he he takes a long time to drop. I've only actually done it once. Most really? people, yeah, it's it doesn't get done a whole lot. And we'll it's talk about why later yeah. on when we talk about group dynamics and tactics and stuff. And the, and the thing is, if you choose to attack Korak too quickly, it can really make it hard to win the game because so many people have to leave the front lines to go fight Korak. Another quest that I've never I've I've gotten credit for doing just from being in the raid group is rescuing the Windriders. Or the Griffin Masters. The Griffin Masters. The Windriders are for the Horde. Okay. The effect is eventually your flying uh, what is it, a giant griffin or something it's comes a, out. Yeah, so it's like a mounted cavalry griffin. Yeah, guy. he got he comes out it's an aerial and he throws unit. bombs and he's pretty good. I've usually been on the receiving end as the hordes uh, do this quest. But yeah, the wind riders. Are once or twice, I've been on the alliance side when we actually managed to do it, and that's good. And basically, when there are certain things that drop, um, certain metals that drop, and the metals are turned into the Griffin Masters once they're free. Yeah, you mean metals, not like metal like ore, but metals. No, metals like, like medallions. Com- metals of commendation or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and those you free those Griffin Masters, they're they're held prisoner by the horde at various towers. So once you make it to the those yeah, locations, those guys just been, go free and. Yeah. And then another quest is uh, recovering your battle standard. In the Alliance case, it's from the Harpies. I'm not sure what it is for the Horde. I'm sure it's something similar. And that one's actually pretty easy. You just fight a bunch of Harpies over on the west side of the map and go into a cave and uh, grab it and bring it out. 
and uh, it gives you a nice little trinket. Uh, we'll talk more about the rewards next time, but it's definitely one worth doing. So then that's it for this week. Yeah, so, so that's next it for week, this what week. are we doing? Uh, next week we're going to talk about the rewards, I guess, and then the tactics. <laughs> you could probably go on. You could probably do a whole show just on the tactics. Cool. So we're going to take a break for a second. We'll be right back with a new out of character with Trunkateran and a special section this week from Karg. A very special story. <laughs> Y'all be going on vacation? See, the thing is, if you about to be up off this bitch, check it. Peep Delta. We be flying all over this bitch. Let me ask you something. You fin to raise up and get your travel on? From the interior to the exterior, you got to get your posterior in one of these big-ass planes. Dog, you lay in the cut straight sitting on your ass and getting your drink on and your snack on while we floss and fly this mofo all over this bitch. East coast, west coast, it don't matter. Nia, will get you to your hoe and back lickety splits. No sh**. Then you be back at your crib chilling with a flat spliff, thinking we was some crazy-ass angel. Hell, these fat, round, thick-ass vessels run up in the sky so deep, it beat crying. Yeah, you thought it was rain. So bring a towel, because at Delta, it's laid out like that. Call one of these fly-ass Delta coochies, and make all them punk-ass co-workers of yours catch the vapors as you be off and about. You going? We fly you there. You been? We done already flew up in there. We got you covered like a jimmy hat. At Delta, we loves us some flying. And it be shown like a motherfucker. Welcome back. This is Kern Katera. Got a couple things I want to touch on this week for Out of Character. I had a someone whisper to me in Scarlet Crusade this week about I just rolled a new character here. And how do I roleplay? How do I how do I roleplay? What do I do? What kind of story do I make? He and one of his friends had just both bought the game and they just decided they wanted to start on the roleplay server. So what do they do? And I said, well, you've got a friend. What did your what kind of character did your friend roll? And he rolled a paladin, and his friend was a warlock. He said, so how do we reconcile that? I said, well, maybe you're both brothers, and one of you chose the light, and one of you chose the nether. And that was a good use of the lore there, Kern. Thanks. Hey, how you like that, huh? Lore usage forte win. What? <laughs> why is always the warlock the bad guy? I didn't say the warlock was a bad guy. No, I just we're said nether. The, the warlocks nether. are always the bad guy. You're just into the warlocks nether regions. Are evil. Oh. Absolutely down warlocks? and dirty, sold we, to we, the devil, evil. Warlocks are actually pretty cool. We practice white magic, okay? Yeah, if you think One of my elf cool. characters is a warlock. Evil is pretty, cool. Pretty wicked. God. This is why paladins are here, to take to clean the world no, no, no. of the warlocks. Whatever, Bright, just sit back <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> bright. <laughs> sit back and sip your ginger. Hey, Mike, Bright. 
so anyway, so that, I thought that was that was kind of neat, kind of you know, RPing on the fly. But yeah, seriously, if you, for all of you out there who are just starting to role play and you you want to get on the role play server and you want to think about a story, look at the lore on the main World of Warcraft site. There's a link to it on the Out of Character forum. Take a take a couple hours on a weekend or print it off and take it to work so those downtimes when your boss thinks you're actually doing work you can actually sit there and read the read the lore. <laughs> Just call it your TPS report. <laughs> there you go. Because you, you know you want to. And there's some people out there who can't get any websites at work. So print it out while you're at home or uh, or copy and paste it into a Word document, mail it to yourself. And then Johnson, you it. what are you working on? Uh, nothing, nothing. I'm finding out that Night Elves under the world. I mean... <laughs> so there TPS you go. report. <laughs> exactly. We had a post on the Out of Character forums from Gian Corleone, which actually I thought was a pretty cool name. Uh, he's talking about how he rolled a character on an RP server, and he started leveling it up, and there was nobody role-playing with him. Which, in all reality, and I responded back, but when you're a, a first few levels of a character, it's really hard to find some folks to RP with, because you get a lot of people that are over there just to do the quests and not to be bothered, or they wanted to come to a different server to do something else. It's it, Sometimes it's kind of hard to find. As, as I was mentioning to him on the forums, that sometimes... For every roleplay interaction that I initiate, for every one, for every five that I do it, I get one roleplay response. So sometimes it can be a little bit of hard. So just persevere through it. Sometimes it can be a hard thing to do. There are lots of people out there who roleplay. You just have to kind of find them. Going to larger cities is a good idea. Going to inns is a good idea. Send me gold. I'll roleplay with you. There you go. <laughs> I, my experience on it oh, so my. far has been that if you're persistent in, and I'm not a very good roleplayer. I'm especially nowhere near as hardcore as you are, Kern. But I mean. What little things I have done, if I just keep pushing it, even though people will talk like leet to me or whatever, mm-hmm. it, if you go beyond that, then it seems like they will play game with you. So somebody asked for a role-playing session example, um, and th- we had one the other day that I kind of wanted to share. A bunch of us met at the Pig and Whistle, which is a uh, an inn in Stormwind, and got there specifically to RP. There are people from all areas all classes, all races, and so everybody ordered a whole bunch of bourbon and stuff and started drinking and talking about battles and things that they'd done or places they'd seen or battles that they'd been in or instances or whatnot. There was one character who whose backstory was that he disliked paladins. A figure. Surprise. Hard to believe. <laughs> um, and then got into an argument with a paladin. So it was a rogue versus a paladin, and they were getting into an argument. And so uh, everybody stopped their conversations I paid attention to him, and the rogue started arguing with the paladin. The paladin kept saying, "You know, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you had that experience with someone. I'm, you know, what can I do to kind of dissolve this?" And say, like, we'll, "Are you we'll hearing this? Are you hearing the willingness of the paladin to make amends and you know make things well? No. And the evil, mean rogue just cutting in there and just doing what he needs for his own needs. And all, all I'm hearing is that the paladin is running away from a fight." <laughs> <laughs> Well, let her finish the story. We'll see what happens. Well, what happened was is that the, the rogue and the paladin walked outside, and all of us who were... Let's take this outside, Eloy. Well, the, the, rogue, <laughs> the rogue was in our guild, and so a bunch of us were walking out there with the rogue, and the paladin was in a completely another guild. They're verbally going back and forth out here on the street, and now there's a little bit of a crowd. It was really neat to see because it really gave some character development to the rogue. It brought out some different colors in the other guild members. And then you got to see what the paladin was like. Um, so they fought in the street? 
they didn't fight. They just they were one. There were there were emotes. There were emotes going on. There were things like you know such and forth. <laughs> the emotes were flying furiously. <laughs> they really were. It was really neat. It was kind of like almost watching a movie. It was really. Sounds like cool. Detroit. They never fought though. No, they, they, didn't they, they, they didn't duel. I want to see the paladin Aww. kick that rogue's ass. They didn't duel. I, I, I beat you all. The they time. didn't duel. They get they kept looking at each other sternly. They kept they kept walking <laughs> forward menacingly. They kept doing all that kind of stuff. Um, but the thing to remember if you, if you do get involved in that kind of role playing is that you have to separate the tune from the person behind the tune. So don't, you know, don't spam them off. Don't take it personal. You know, you're a, you're a blah, blah, blah. You can't really, you know, do that kind of stuff. That's just not, that's just not cool. Not for me. <laughs> what I want to see is Eli and Crumley dueling. And I want to, I'm going to post a poll and see... Who thinks Eli is going to win? Uh-huh. Or who thinks Chrome is going to win? See, I would say that but if Paladins are played correctly, they should be able to beat a rogue every time. I'm going to... I'm going to... Everyone's going to bet on this, too. And I'm going to put... I'm some, not betting on it. <laughs> I'm going to put some odds on it. You know, I'm not going to mention what who has more odds than the other. Do I get Vegas odds? Or Atlantic City odds? Oh, you might need mir- miraculous odds. <laughs> I don't know. So that's it for Out of Character this week. I'll be back next week, and we'll have some more wonderful things relating to role-playing to discuss. She'll be back. Alright, so I promised you guys last week that I will be uh, talking on a special topic today. And this actually has nothing to do with World of Warcraft at all. And it's actually a I know a lot of times we talked about, you know, gaming, gamer, gamer chicks and gamer guys. and. <laughs> now, we have to give a disclaimer, which is that this may not be, uh, or this is not representative of all gamer tricks. Right, right, right. This is my, one of my, well, my only experience with MMOs and... And romance. And, and romance. Well, not the character romance on our server. RL romance. Right. If on, you want to call it that. On online dating. I'm telling stories so that to share with you guys what I went through by doing something dumb through MMO and taking MMO a step further than what I should have in terms of just for pure entertainment and relationships are can be formed through these games and I'm not saying that you can't but you just have to be very careful about what you do with who, who you talk to and what you decide to do with the other person and this is one of the not so good experiences that I've had. The backstory is that Crumley. Karg was way into the, Diablo 2. Well, which yeah. I thought was kind of sad. Right, so he introduced me to the game, which was totally unknown to me at that time, called EverQuest. And so I played for about for a good year or so, and that game just took over my life. I played at work, I played at home. If I had a, if I could play in the car while driving home, I would have done that too. After about a year or so, and I got into a good guild and got the best items in the game, killed the, the, the first dragons in the game, did everything that probably all of you guys want to do or, or um, are already doing right now. And finally, and this chick character came along and started talking to me. So she re- she played a, a chick character in the she, game. She played a real chick character. What race? Right. Out of curiosity. She was an erudite. Really? Yeah, which was for, uh, for non-everquest people. What is that? It's a it's. How do you explain an erudite? It's a, it's a highly intelligent, um, 
dark human. skin, dark, dark skin, skin, human, human. Hmm. Yeah, I usually mean, mage type. Yeah, they're mages. Types. You know, uh, clerics or priest. Uh, you know, in a... but human, not elf okay. or anything. Yeah. So she played this character, and I've seen her. You know, seen her character roaming around EverQuest before, and never really. You know, I never really cared about talking with female characters or you know whatever. Try to create some some feeling over the game because I've always want I've always only cared about what I can get out of the game. In other words, you weren't paying twelve bucks a month for a dating sim. Right. One day I, our guild helped this girl on a quest that was pretty tough, and she started talking to me for some odd reason. We started talking over the phone. She also brought up her webcam and showed me that she was an actual girl. So after that, she she moved to Michigan. The next thing led to another explicit bleep 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 stuff. A year and a half later, we actually got married, which I still laugh at it today. I mean, her parents are great. I don't think they'll ever hear this podcast, but if they do, I mean, you guys were great parents. But she ended up to be to not not to be the the exact person that I thought, you know, who was playing the character she was playing, and even if it was a PvP server, she was actually role playing someone else, in terms of the character and the attitude, and the mannerism that she portrayed through the character. It's not what she was in real life. Of course, it was too late by the time I got to that point, because we were already married and the whole shebang, and you know we were in a what a townhome together, and we were sharing everything we had. It it sort of went downhill after that. She started playing the game more than I did. I didn't have any desire to play the game, and it's not that I didn't like playing EverQuest at that time. It's just that I couldn't do anything that I used to do before. Didn't she start playing the game without you? Or she she told you you couldn't play the game while she continued to? You know, when we were together, you know, she would be, be playing more than I, I I would be playing. And she you know, she would ask me, why aren't you playing? Don't you like the game? I said, yeah, but, you know, I don't like playing the way you play. At the end of the day, um, this girl and me, we finally got a divorce. And she went on her merry way, and I went on my merry way. And the last time I actually communicated with her, she was still playing EverQuest. How would you recommend? What would you recommend to people playing World of Warcraft that may find themselves in the beginnings of a situation like you found yours? I would definitely say don't rely on the game as a means to find your significant other or your match. I mean, you could, but you always run a greater risk of you know something turn not turning out the way you want it as opposed to you actually meeting someone and yeah. spending time with them at least you should spend game. time with them outside the game even if you met in the game. definitely before taking the big step yeah i mean in the game you can be everyone and that's why people like playing the game you can be anyone you like if you're playing you know a warrior a paladin a rogue a warlock it doesn't matter what your character is you can pretend to be someone you're you're not because when you type, people can people are able to express themselves. Probably, I would say from personal experience, 10, 20 times better typing out what they feel. Because they think about it. They think right. about what they're writing. They have mm-hmm. time to sit down and think about what they want to type. So for those of you who are thinking of finding true love, romance, your soulmate in an MMO, from personal experience, I would say try to avoid that. 
I've I've suffered from that, and I'm still paying the uh, <laughs> consequences. The, to- the financial toll. The financial toll, and I'm not talking about gold. I'm talking about <laughs> dollars, U.S. dollars, <laughs> heaps of greenbacks. Well, it took us a long time to get you to convince to play World of Warcraft too. I remember. So you were a little hesitant in the beginning to, to try it out. It did. So was that part of it? That was part of it, and also, you know, remembering how much time I've actually wasted during my EverQuest days. I mean, I probably spent three quarters of my time awake during that period playing oh, yeah, EverQuest. You know, I would stay so up So you would consider the fact that you gained the leadest possible heights to be a waste of time at this point? Oh, yeah, definitely. See, I think that's a message right there, too, with... I would stay up till six o'clock in the morning and get to work at you know ten ten thirty, and play during work. And play during work. So, do you consider that you were addicted to EverQuest? Yeah, definitely. When EverQuest said you are in our world now, they really meant it. You know, I mean, they sucked you so far deep, and with the item, the, the rarity of the items that drops makes you say, "All right, if I have it." I can be better than everyone else in the game. Like Kern asked me, you know, what would I advise against, um, or you guys against uh, seeing someone online? Definitely know who you are talking to, and don't jump into a relationship quickly. I know it's tempting sometimes because it seems like you understand each other because you're playing the same game, but for Pete's sake, it's a game. <laughs> Okay. For Karg's sake. For Karg's sake. For Karg's sake. For Karg's sake. That's a new t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> For Karg's sake, it's a game, and you know your dread mist robe or your lightforge breastplate doesn't mean a thing when it comes when you, when you have to pay your the bill for your Lexus or your BMW. So that's not going to help any. Or your Honda. So yeah. Or, <laughs> or your, your Ford S Nissan. <laughs> even even your Kia that's from 1995. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Uh, if you guys want to you know know any more in depth details about the story, Too definitely, <laughs> definitely you have to pay for that because, <laughs> because I paid for it. So that's that's pretty much it. All right, well, that was a special, slightly longer show this week. Uh, wanted to cover a couple special segments there. Sorry, you've been doing uh, 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 every 15 seconds, you're going to kill yourself when you did that. Because I, like, literally hit she the... She was I, talking! I literally hit the uh part, yeah. and I freeze. I know. I'm like, so uh, that wraps it up for Tavernist, and I want to go, what? uh, and I go, I, I can't say <laughs> uh, so Dude, I can't speak! You, you should have continued, because I was umming for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here, every time I pause, you say um. So... Um, that's uh, um, how we're going to wrap it up for this um, week of um, Tavern Cast. Um, so <laughs> next week we're going to get back with our um, regular um, scheduled programming and um, the Alterac Valley Battlegrounds Part 2 and um, Making Money in World of Warcraft Part 3, which should wrap that up. Um, and we'll also... Um, um, Get back um, to our regular scheduled stuff. I think I already said that. Um, so we want to hear from you. Um, so send us your in-game tales of triumph, humor, or tragedy, and we'll read the account um, on the show. We have a few ready to go now. Um, uh, and we'll start reading them this week. Um, oh, next by, week. Right. Uh, 
So please come to www.taverncast.com. Oh. Uh, sign up for the forums. Um, oh. And <laughs> and please support our tavern or our podcast because we have bandwidth um, costs and equipment costs and all sorts of things that we like to underwrite. And speech classes that we're and we need ready speech to classes and there's always the beer costs. Remember, come to our website www.taverncast.com. We'll see you guys next week. Bye now. <laughs> see ya. Oh, bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>I bit myself, I'm bleeding. I bit myself, I'm bleeding. Stop biting yourself. Harg, stop biting yourself. (laughs) Just say no, just say no. Shut up. Bite the animal crackers, not the... I just want to sell the sale, because I'm the Peloton guys, and I want to tell you that I'm on the sale. (laughs) See you guys, I'm going home. (laughs) I have a moose. I don't know what half of these animal crackers are, even. I mean, what is this? What is that? A hippo. Or a cow. A hippo? No. What is this thing? See, you can't even tell. This is a buffalo. So you're complaining about the quality of the artwork on the animal crackers. See, what is this? Look at the head of this thing. This is like something from Ultraman when I was a kid. See, and this looks like the same thing as this. It's a buffalo. But, yeah, but it's got like these perforations for like the colostomy bag or something. (laughs) (laughs) Hurry up with that beer! What are our topics here? Besides beer. Let's talk about how sad Starman is going to be when he realizes how bad things really are with all these people he's going to have to edit for the next three days straight. <laughs> <laughs> Starman, you have never had the, quote, pleasure of editing Karg before. <laughs> Shut up. Helen and Bright's greatest hits. Helen Bright fights for right. Karg sings love songs. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. <laughs> Dude, you gotta say that stuff for our show. <laughs> here, here, here's our tips on Alderman. Don't die. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. There's Karg's back door. There is a back entrance to Alderman, you noobs. <laughs> Going. I just, sure. So I have a question for you, Card. Where, where, which boss does that back door take you to in Ultimate? The back door first. When you, I don't know. What, the <laughs> fuck. what WTF, noob, Card? <laughs> you, you could have bleeped that out. <laughs> what the? Beep? Yeah. No, no, no. The, the opening narration for He-Man was horrible. It was like. Hi, my name is Adam, Prince of Eternia. This is my cat friend, Creature, and together with my friends, Tila and Man at Arms, we fight the evil of Skeletor. And we're out. All right, very good.